is the only bank devoted exclusively to entrepreneurs, and we're committed to the success of women entrepreneurs and majority women-owned companies across Canada. As a proud partner of the Thrive Podcast, we're here to help you start, grow, or scale your business. Find out more at bdc.ca forward slash women today. Scotiabank is proud to co-present the Thrive Podcast for Women Entrepreneurs. Through the Scotiabank Women Initiative, Scotiabank aims to help advance women-led businesses with access to capital, education, and mentorship. To learn more, visit scotiabankwomeninitiative.com. Your insurance needs are as unique as the work you do and the industry you're in. Having the right protection in place is just the start. There's so much you can do to mitigate risks to your business for today and as you grow. At Sovereign Insurance, we're here to help with valuable information, insights, tips, and tools to help you protect your operations. Visit SovereignInsurance.ca to learn more. Diversify. Don't just put all your eggs in one export market. Think about what other export markets you could do well at, and EDC will help you figure that out. With Export Development Canada, doing business abroad doesn't need to be risky. We take on the risks so you can think bigger and grow confidently. EDC, take on the world. listening to the Thrive Podcast on the Startup Canada Podcast Network, where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses. On the Thrive Podcast, we connect you with leading experts, entrepreneurs, and organizations that provide capital, mentorship, training, tools, and other support to help you make your vision a reality faster. This podcast is a production of Startup Canada, Canada's entrepreneurship organization, and is presented in partnership with the Business Development Bank of Canada and Scotiabank. I'm your host, Kayla Isabel, Managing Director at Startup Canada. Welcome to the show. We are thrilled to have Sylvia Pensek on the Thrive Podcast today. Sylvia is the president of, of Weeby Canada, a Canadian nonprofit organization certifying women-owned businesses and opening the doors to corporate and government supply chains under supplier diversity programs across North America. Sylvia is a highly experienced business leader with significant global experience. Sylvia was born and raised in Slovakia, Europe, where she founded and led a nonprofit organization, which 17 years later still supports communities in the region. She immigrated to Canada in 2006 and built a global consulting and training business. Her diverse international background, spearheading successful initiatives, gives her a wealth of experiences to lead supplier diversity to its next level to support Canadian women-owned businesses. Sylvia holds a master's degree in education and is a certified consultant, coach, trainer, and speaker. Sylvia has the drive and passion to support the mission of Weeby Canada, knowing firsthand how a certified women-owned business benefits from supplier diversity. Welcome to the show, Sylvia. Thank you so much, Kyla. Happy to be here. Fantastic. So uh, before we sort of dig into a number of different questions that I have for you and, and your involvement with Weeby Canada, what do you think is the most important thing you want women entrepreneurs to take out of our conversation today? So first of all, and most importantly, I believe um, women, uh, women entrepreneurs should know that large corporations and governments are actually seeking to diversify their supply chains. So we call it supplier diversity. 
and it is known as supplier diversity, but for B2B women-owned businesses, it means there is actually a shortcut they can use uh, to get their businesses into corporate and government supply chains. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, Sylvia. So how does Weeby Canada help women go global? Um, who should get certified by Weeby Canada? What are the benefits of certification? Um, can you provide a bit more context around that? Absolutely. So this is a heavy loaded question, actually. Mm, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, so maybe we'll, we'll chop it up into bite-sized pieces. So uh, what does Weeby Canada do uh, sort of foundationally? What, what uh, does the program offer? Yeah. So first and foremost, what we offer, we offer certification services. So we certify women-owned businesses or businesses that are 51% or majority women-owned, managed, and controlled. So our certification um, is uh, actually recognized by um, most of the global corporations. So not only Canadian companies, but also U.S. companies and international companies. Um, so our women-owned businesses are actually get a stamp of approval that they are women-owned, they are women-managed, women-operated. Uh, women and they do have access to corporate and government supplier diversity programs or social procurement programs. So what the certification does, it opens uh, the door for women-owned uh, businesses outside of regular procurement. So it allows women to build connections uh, with uh, procurement professionals, with leaders inside the companies, get introductions uh, across the organizations, and uh, also build uh, relationships, uh, which is very important for women. So when I look at VB Canada, I see us as the door opener or the bridge builders. You know, we build a connection between women-owned businesses and corporations and governments. Um, so um, I do believe that is important because when you look at the global supply chains, um, sometimes Canadian women-owned businesses can feel like small fish <laughs> in a big pond. Uh, so we make sure that you are recognized and um, that women-owned businesses are recognized and they have the credibility in uh, large uh, supply chains. And um, your second question, I believe, was who should get certified? Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Who's your target so audience? So I believe I hinted on it a little bit. So we do not work with women-owned businesses who work B2C. Uh, we focus on B2B businesses. So women-owned businesses who want to sell to large corporations and governments. Uh, so that would be B2B and B2G, uh, business to government. Um, so unless you want, uh, you are able and ready, you know, to work with large corporations, um, you should not be looking uh, at certification. Uh, what we do, we do work with startups who are not ready and we help them prepare, help them understand supply chains. But you, if you are not ready, you have to understand it will take you a longer, you know, to get into supply chains. Corporations are looking for businesses that are ready uh, to do business with them. Uh, so as you can imagine, you know, GM, Toyota or banks, BMO, RBC, you know, they, they do have like larger procurement initiatives and projects. Um, so the business should be ready, you know, to either bid on it or become a tier two supplier. Okay, great. And can you give any examples um, of different organizations that you've been working with or so, sort of success stories out of this initiative? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So VB uh, Canada, actually, we have um, uh, Women Business Enterprises Canada Council. Uh, we, we were founded in 10 years ago in 2010. 
2009-2010 is when we started operating. And, um, you know, over the years, we've worked with multiple corporations and multiple industries. So the biggest one supporting us would be definitely government uh, all across Canada and the U.S., um, auto sector, uh, financial sector, tech and telecommunications industry. Um, but we work with others as well. So uh, corporations all across North America are recognizing our, uh, our certification. And we are talking about healthcare. We are talking about um, big food chain stores, you know, like agriculture and so on. So like certification is recognized across the industries. We do not specialize on a single industry. And this is the true about women-owned businesses as well. So we have VBs from all across, you know, um, the uh, all across the industry. So we work with manufacturing companies, logistic companies, coaching, consulting, training. Um, we work with staffing agencies, uh, marketing, promotional products, uh, you name it. So, um, wow. uh, again, so very extended reach. Yes. Uh, like you're seeing a number of different uh, sort of businesses under this under this support function. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the only common de- uh, denominator between our businesses is that they must be woman-owned, managed, and controlled, uh, and then uh, they also need to be uh, located in Canada or owned by Canadian women. So um, Canadian component must be present. Uh, We do not work with uh, women-owned businesses from outside Canada. Okay, great. And what at what juncture in a woman's sort of entrepreneurial journey or specifically within their organization and their company that you would be engaging with, when should they um, be connecting with WeBe Canada? Um, again, it really depends. So like we have like our, our women-owned businesses uh, anywhere between startups to large um, uh, multi-million dollar companies. And um, I've seen over the years, you know, many of them succeed. So, for example, I had a conversation with one of our VBs, um, Women Business Enterprises, who uh, certified just this May, uh, May 2019. And um, we had a conversation around how certification benefited her. So her company is a consulting company. And um, uh, she shared with me that before certification, uh, she was in red numbers. So she was like in negative profit. (laughs) But since certification, you know, things turned so well for her. Like she was able to land multiple contracts with uh, some of our corporate members. She got uh, recommendations to other companies. And now she's in multiple six figures plus uh, which wow. is very impressive. It doesn't happen that fast for everybody. And she was able mm. to land contracts all around the globe, not just in Canada. So she's working with companies in Canada, um, in India, uh, working closely with Global Affairs Canada, which is our partner organization, and uh, going to multiple countries around the world simultaneously. Her company is growing, expanding, and it's really exciting oh, to wow. watch. It all started with certification. Mm. And so what does the certification process exactly look like? You can describe that for our listeners. So certification process, um, yeah. So our certification process is very diligent, as you can imagine, because we certify mm-hmm. businesses for large companies like GM, Toyota, BMO, RBC. So um, we have multi-layer approach. So first of all, it's online. Anybody can start it. Uh, links are all over our website, bbcanada.ca. And uh, once you get your application started, it will just guide you through the steps. We require mm-hmm, a lot I imagine. of paperwork. <laughs> so, 
it's really good. Mm-hmm. Businesses are organized. So we are asking for taxes, financials, um, you know, like any any business information, even contracts that are signed. Uh, we are looking for information on who is the signing authority, who is the highest decision maker, who actually oversees the organization. If uh, you are uh, if you're a solopreneur, it's going to be very easy, it's just you. But uh, when we come to shares, partnerships, structures, that's, that can become very complex and complicated. So we are really looking to confirm that your shares are owned by majority women, so it can be one or multiple women. So we are looking at all the details to make sure that you are totally a uh, woman-owned business. Uh, then the next step after we review the paperwork, we do site visit. Uh, so especially with manufacturing companies, is what we found um, sometimes you know um, male owned business will put a woman into position and a woman doesn't have knowledge of the company um, the staff doesn't know her she doesn't have office you know in a building so we are looking at um, you know like does the site and the environment in the company really confirm the story in a, on a paper right so we do site visits, we do check, we do due diligence, and then at the end of the day, we do not make a decision as a team. Uh, all the paperwork, all the findings go to our certification committee, which is comprised of our corporate member representatives, so corporations personally review the paperwork, um, findings from the site visits, and then decide whether the company will be certified or not. So it's a pretty lengthy, uh, lengthy, um, you know, process. And um, we are very proud, uh, you know, to really uphold the highest standard of certification to really make sure that only women owned businesses get uh, the benefits of supplier diversity programs and initiatives within the companies. Well, and I'm sure that lends to your credibility as an organization that if you have this really robust vetting process that uh, people know once they are certified, that uh, is a really credible um, kind of designation. So I think that that works on both ends. That's great. So in terms of uh, your your history, so what sparked your interest in supporting um, uh, women entrepreneurs or sort of women in in the the ecosystem at, in general and helping them to go global um, what uh, what intrinsic passion does this activate for you yeah good question so I I am very passionate about this as you can hear in my voice mm-hmm. that's great <laughs> yeah likewise yeah. so uh, first and foremost I did not start as a president of VB Canada I, before I uh, was a president I was actually one of the certified VBs uh, so my business was actually certified with VB Canada um, I used to have a global consulting company so we were supporting companies all ac- uh, around the globe in uh, uh, Canada, US, um, Australia, Europe, Asia. And um, one of the things I did, uh, one of my coaches actually mentioned uh, supplier diversity and BB certification to me. And she mentioned, Sylvia, like, why don't you look into it? It might actually expand your horizons and your reach in Canada. And I did. And I uh, came across BB Canada, joined the organization back in 2016, I believe, and um, I I benefited, you know, from the certification. We almost, um, we very quickly, I believe it was within the first year, we got we landed a contract with the city of Toronto, and that contract just kept expanding and expanding. So, and then we it got us into Ontario government, Canada government. So it really opened up the doors. Uh, city of Toronto recommended us to other municipalities who do not have supply diversity programs 
programs. But because we had a good track record with the city of Toronto, we were able to partner with them as well. So again, because of that supply diversity component, when the position of president of VB Canada opened up, I I personally saw the value of VB certification and I saw the need to really actually get VB Canada known and supply diversity known across Canada. I could see the potential for so many more women-owned businesses benefiting from certification and benefiting from getting access to the corporations and shortcutting you know, that sales process for them, how they get to contract. So I decided to step in as a former change management consultant to actually create a change in the organization. And I do hope that it is happening and our, um, our partners are actually uh, telling me that they are seeing the change within VB Canada. VB Canada is getting known. We are seeing more and more women-owned businesses who are recognizing certification and not all of that. But on top of that, what I'm seeing is I'm seeing more and more VBs being successful in the corporate supply chains, uh, bidding on the projects, bidding on proposals and winning them. Um, so that makes me happy. That makes it all worth it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and I think as a champion for the organization, the fact that you started through this pro- process the same way that everybody else would have, uh, that you can sort of identify uh, maybe gaps or changes or from, from your own experience, you'd be the best person to be making changes from the top. So that's that's great to see that uh, you started uh, kind of grassroots the same way as, as many of uh, the applicants. So yeah. very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, and so what's next, do you think, for Weeby Canada? So you're, you spoke a little bit about your change management background. Um, and uh, implementing some interesting changes with Weeby. What else is happening uh, in 2020? So there are so many things, you know, so many gaps within Canadian landscape uh, still. So I do believe that supply diversity is still too small. Uh, So Weeby Canada has... 31 corporate members, we are getting um, a new uh, new corporations signing up and coming on board. But I do believe that VB Canada is at a space where we should be at about like 100 corporate members. Um, more women-owned businesses should be certified. So we are working very diligently and going into 2020, we are definitely looking into like bringing more corporations, building even more awareness around supply diversity. Um, building uh, supplier diversity across Canada, because as you can imagine, our headquarters is in Toronto, so it impacts uh, where the corporations are located that we work with. So my goal is to go into specific regions, BC, Alberta, all the way to Nova Scotia and PEI, right? And uh, build supplier diversity within the regions, build buy-in from the governments, municipalities, and um, and even provinces, you know, into supplier diversity and supporting women and giving them opportunity within their supply chains. So um, there's a lot of advocacy that needs to happen, a lot of um, marketing and sales, you know, that need to happen. So we do see uh, a lot of potential. We do see a lot of work ahead of us. And that means we are really open for partnerships and um, you know, um, uh, partnering with other organizations. We can't do it all. Our sole purpose and focus is on supply diversity, teaching women how to get contracts with corporations, connecting them. But then there's so much more that women need in order to scale up to that level. So we'll be happy to partner with organizations who can provide training, supports, coaching, um, financing, and other, uh, other supports uh, that we are unable to focus on. 
Mm, interesting. And so uh, uh, through your conversations, um, what do you think has been the, b- the biggest barrier into supplier diversity? What are people's hesitations about venturing into that sort of space? If you could um, pick one. So <laughs> there's so many, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I do believe that uh, one of the biggest, uh, biggest obstacles is usually being unaware Right. Mm, so the education times, exercise. Mm-hmm. Right. Many times people are just unaware that um, diversity in supply chains is actually a problem. So um, and the reason why people are unaware is because they do not track their spend with women owned businesses. So corporations who join us and we ask them, you know, to start tracking their spend, we find out that they are usually around anywhere between one to two percent of spend with women owned businesses, which is really embarrassing. Um, you know, then as they continue working with us, we bring them to five, seven, eight percent. But it's still, you know, when you look at the landscape, how many women-owned businesses we have across Canada, it's still not enough uh, spent uh, with women. So I do believe that um, if corporations commit to it and start looking at their numbers, they will see, oh my goodness, we have so much work to do. So that's barrier, you know, I believe that is uh, movable. It just, uh, we need corporations to focus on it, be willing to say yes to, you know, looking at their numbers and looking at how to increase them. Um, Again, it's not just stories that we tell, it's the numbers that we look at. And um, any corporations or government, when they look at their numbers, they will be shocked how how badly we are doing. Mm-hmm. And I guess that would be uh, an interesting challenge to get um, organizations to think really critically about those numbers. That uh, yes. when faced with that um, that low percentage, um, that there might be a little bit of uh, you know insecurity or uh, you know not feeling great about that. So it takes an honest reflection to make this effective change moving forward. So I could see that being a challenge in your context. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, people tend to be more optimistic, you know, mm, like mm-hmm. we, we do read CSR reports you yeah. know, corporations and many times they think they are doing really well, right? Because they are open to everybody. They do not understand that their existing uh, procurement policies are actually already obstacle for women-owned businesses to enter. So, um, you know, how the RFPs are structured, uh, what is the verbiage, you know, in your RFP? piece. So those are the obstacles many times for women uh, to enter. Many times women don't even know. They don't even have mm-hmm. access. Um, I actually, I um, I had a conversation with somebody and this is what uh, she said. I wrote it down because it mm. was so crazy. So one of the uh, leaders of uh, the organization told one of our VBs, if I wasn't forced to pick a company from that list, meaning diversity list, I would have never engaged you. We had other preferred vendors and we never got a quality of service we are getting with you now. So at the end of the day, women are unable to get in unless they are on that list, (laughs) diversity list. But when they get in, they are actually transforming the corporations and governments. They are actually impressing uh, the buyers and they are impressing Mm -hmm. uh, the leaders. So for women, I do believe that Canadian women-owned businesses are capable, competent, and are ready to uh, to tackle the challenges within the corporations. They just need the opportunity to do to do yeah. so. 
They just need that entrance way because it seems like they are clearly showing results. There's a lot of evidence that can back up this decision making, but they just need that that initial open door, which you are, are providing from Weeby Canada. Exactly. Incredible. Wow. There's, I mean, lots to lots to think about for sure on this end. And I start, I know Startup Canada, uh, we're using this um, as a priority area for next year and looking at supplier diversity, um, specifically with women-owned businesses. Um, but there, as you say, there's there's a lot of work to be done um, with your background. So as a coach. And, and sort of change management facilitator, what skill sets do you use to um, manifest this change in organizations? Do you have any tips that we might be able to sort of implement or that, um, you know, as women are trying to go down this education exercise to show the, the value of bringing them into the, into the, the circle, um, what tips would you have to, to uh, make that transition maybe a little bit more um, elegant? Um, by the transition, do you mean um, for women to get into corporate supply chain? Exactly. Yeah, to, to sort of open that door um, and, and make the business case that their, um, their organization can demonstrate results maybe better than what those traditional lists are, are comprised of. Yeah. So like one of the things I'm seeing is, you know, because I do, I, I'm lucky enough to be talking to both sides, right? Like mm-hmm, Exactly. To, You're kind of the mediator in between. To be talking to VBs and understand like, how incredible they are and then I also talk to corporations and I get to learn about their gaps and what they are looking for so what the corporations are looking for is definitely innovations right so when you look at look at any industry but let's look specifically at auto industry so auto industry supply chain actually doesn't buy two years down the road they buy 10 years down the road right so if your solutions as a woman-owned business are like for today you are not going to win a bid because uh, they already are engaging suppliers for 10 years down the road, five years down the road. So their supply chain is longer and their you know, timelines are completely different than many other industries. So the only way to get in and get their attention and really win is to start talking about the future. So where do you see your industry going five, 10 years down the road? And how can you get ahead of the curve? How can you bring something innovative that no other guys around you in your industry have so that you can actually win, uh, not only because you are VB, not only because you are woman on business, but because you provide something that nobody else in your industry does. So I do believe that innovative thinking and are really future focus and you know solution focus like uh, looking at the gaps and filling those gaps in the industry you want to work with that positions not only women-owned businesses but any type of business ahead of the competition ahead of the game and it can actually help them win in a big way. Mm-hmm. And that I think is very synonymous with just an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, you know, you're trying to identify a gap and um, be the best person to sort of solve that problem that uh, that you've identified. So I think that entrepreneurial sentiment can can totally be applied here. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that that's really great. Um, so if we wrap things up a little bit, what's one piece of advice uh, that you would want to leave our audience with to implement into their businesses immediately after today's conversation? Um, other than look up the certification. <laughs> yes, other than looking up Weeby, absolutely. So, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I just want to mention, you know, like there are so many things, you know, so many supports for Canadian women-owned businesses out there. Mm-hmm. And I definitely, you know, encourage uh, uh, businesses, no matter the, whether they are women 
women or male owned, um, you know, to tap into those resources. Like you do not need to reinvent the wheel. You do not need to do it alone. Just find somebody who can support you in your entrepreneurial journey and really get, uh, get your feet wet and get the supports that you need. So uh, what VB Canada does, uh, we, uh, we have a great community of women-owned businesses. Um, we, um, uh, we can connect you to the buyers within the corporations. We can help you prepare for those meetings, for the networking events. Um, and I know you at Startup Canada, you do a lot of work uh, when uh, companies want to export and they to look outside. So again, like look at what organizations in Canada are doing what and then how they can support your business. Um, and I do believe that we are here to support you. And if you are successful, we are successful. So it's about the win-win. So. And I love that community element as well, because it can feel very daunting. It's maybe, you know, diving into this type of initiative um, and feeling like you're almost swallowing the ocean that, you know, there's all these different resources. I'm not entirely sure at which juncture I need to activate different groups. Um, so it's an exercise in also just talking and, and having open conversations with people, seeing how they tr- progressed um, it, with their women owned business, what worked with them, what didn't, what support functions they used at different junctures and, and using that information as a lot of power. Uh, but uh, having that mental opportunity and that community building component I think is really key to to get um, access to other people's brains who have already potentially gone down this path Um, so that that's really great wonderful Um, well thank you so much for joining us today on the Thrive Podcast Sylvia it was great to chat same here thank you for having me thank you for joining us this week on the Thrive Podcast where we help women entrepreneurs to start and build thriving businesses Thank you to the Startup Canada production team, BDC, and Scotiabank for helping us to power women entrepreneurs. Visit startupcan.ca forward slash women to download the playbook Resources for Women Entrepreneurs with a comprehensive list of support for you and your business. Visit startupcan.ca for the latest episodes of the Startup Canada podcast hosted by Matthew Curtis and plug in to the Startup Canada network. Until next time, I'm Kayla Isabel. It's time to thrive.